and welcome to a special edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. Bobby Darren here to talk some Rutgers recruiting. Big weekend at Rutgers. Uh, huge weekend, actually. Big game against Iowa. Sold out. Lots of recruits on hand. Uh, we're just here to sort out some of those details and, and explain what's going on, give you some VIP insider info, and to help me out, none other than the man, Brian Doan. Brian, how are you today? <laughs> I'm getting all my rest in for all the work I'm going to be doing Saturday before <laughs> during and after that game. <laughs> yeah. But it's a good thing, isn't it? Yes, it really looks like it's going to be a big weekend, uh, something that we haven't seen in a long time at Rutgers. Um, you know, with the sellout just, just finalized today, that there's no tickets left. There's still some student tickets left. But, um, you know, Brian, uh, talk to me about what's going on there. You know, we've been in touch with a lot of these kids, and, and there's going to be a, a myriad of top prospects on campus. So uh, what, what can we expect? Well, I mean, you would hope if you're Rutgers, you would expect a really good game and a, and a great atmosphere. But, you know, Bobby, it's it's interesting in that, you know, and I realize it's just the, the beginnings of the rebuilding for Greg Shannon, even though it's year three, these things do take a while, especially when you're trying to rebuild an offensive line and rebuild a program that, you know, couldn't win a Big Ten game for a couple of years. But it's interesting to see the interest level in recruits that are going to be at this game. Um, you know, you, you would, the Josiah Browns, the four star out of Holy Trinity in, on Long Island makes sense and some others. But then when, you know, when Dylan stored a top two, four, seven edge out of Washington, DC is hitting me up saying, yeah, he's coming. Or, you know, Malik Washington, a 2025 quarterback out of Archbishop Spalding down in Maryland, He's going, you know, a couple kids from the Midwest are coming in for it that Rutgers is doing well with one, one Dominic Rivera who's committed. Um, it, it's interesting from my perspective because this is what has to happen, and, and you haven't had a game like this in, I don't know, Bobby, it has been a long time since. Mm-hmm. I yes, mean, you know, we're both old, so our memory probably <laughs> It's been a long time, but, you know, you look at it and it's like, okay, Penn State has the whiteout, and kids flock to that. Virginia Tech had its, op- you know, its home opener with Brent Pry, and and kids flock to that. And Pittsburgh had, you know, pretty good recruits at some games in the past year or two. Um, you know, you always hear of Ohio State and kids going to Notre Dame, Clemson, and the Carolinas. And you know, I've been doing this job for more than a decade, and and this is probably in the last eight to, you know, maybe since they've been in the Big Ten, this may be the biggest night for recruiting, you know, within a game, you know, with a, with a game, not, not some mm-hmm. junior day or whatever, but, but with a game. And I know, you know, they played Ohio State a few years ago, and it may have even been when Shiano was the D coordinator there where they had a bunch of kids. But I do remember that game where a kid who was committed to Rutgers was incredibly excited because – some Ohio State kid gave him his gloves after the game, um, <laughs> which now that player is no longer at Rutgers, and it didn't work uh-huh. out for that player. And so shockingly, yes, now everybody can go guess who it is, and we're not really gonna. I'm not gonna say, but um, it's a different tone and a different tenor as you know stuff started coming out in terms of. I, I mean, I think it was a, geez, either Monday night or Tuesday morning when I first started hearing about kids who were gonna be making the trip um mm-hmm. 
and it's it's the quality of player. And it does, are they going to get them all? No. Are they going to get some? I'm sure eventually they will. I don't really have anybody on commit watch. Um, it's you know games like this are not built for commit watch stuff, but they're built for hey, this is what the atmosphere can be. Whether you win or lose, it's this is you know listen. If you win, it's great. Everybody loves it. Ah, oh, we're going to get all these kids. And if you lose, it's the job of the coaching staff to say, well, you know what? If you were here, we wouldn't lose. So you spin it however you want. But um, I think it's a good thing for the program. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously uh, a win is better for the program, but a loss isn't – I mean, it's not like it's devastating or anything. And, you know, it just means that you and I are going to be doing a lot of work on Saturday night and Sunday. All right, um, Brian, I wanted to ask you, you know, uh, how important the game day environment is for these kids. Win or lose, it's something to build off. You talk to a lot of these recruits, and they're at these different games, the whiteout, like you mentioned. Um, how important is it to get that good game day experience at Rutgers for their recruitment and opinion of the program moving forward? Well, I mean, listen, it, it, it's not the end-all, be-all, because it was the end-all, be-alls, and the programs with the best environment would win all the time, and that's not how it works. But it's important from a couple things. I mean, kids want to envision what game day is going to be like in the excitement. And so that should exist, regardless of what happens, that should exist through the first half. You know, if, it, if it's game going into the fourth quarter, then it's great. Um, but I, I think more importantly, you, you can offset maybe what some other schools will tell you about well, why do you want to go play there in front of 25,000 people where they don't have atmosphere and, and that stuff? I mean, I, in talking to kids, I am yet to run into a kid who says, oh, the reason I picked that school is because of the environment. Um, it always comes mm-hmm. down to basically relationships. But what happens if you have a great environment? It's just another positive thing, and, and you can have a positive mindset leaving the game again win or lose i know fans will get caught up in that and you know even after doing this if rutgers wins they're going to be like oh that's got to help a lot no it it really doesn't to be honest um you know it's more about getting them there and coaches then being able to talk to them about it as you know somewhere down the line or or for kids to leave saying boy that that was a great environment for the game i mean those are the things that are important Okay. And Brian, what can we expect? You know, um, you mentioned some of the kids' names um, in, in terms of what happens next. This visit comes up. I, I mean, it, it, get these kids that want to come back because I know I talked to a couple and said, I want to get back for this game. And, and how important is it for those return visits as well? And, and part of that, uh, is, is this what Greg Ciano really was talking about when he came back? Well, I mean, to I'll do the second part first. Um, is it what he was talking about? Well, it's a piece of what he was talking about. I mean, he he doesn't want this to be a one-off, right? I mean, yeah, it should be a great environment, but mm-hmm. you want to have these a couple times a year and have big games, you know, especially when you can get them maybe in late October or early November because that means you're having a lot of success on the field. Um but, yeah, I mean, it starts here, right? This is the first time in what this is, his, I guess we'll call it his third year back, even though I don't know how you count the first one, <laughs> pandemic and nobody was allowed in kind of right. deal. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you went through Kyle Flood's first year, which was done with Greg Schiano recruits, 
mm-hmm. um, you know, when they had the Penn State game and then the Michigan game. So yes. then you lasted, what, three more years after him. Then you had Chris mm-hmm. Ash for four years and the first two with Shiano. I mean, it, it, it's been a while, Bobby. I mean, you know, we can both sit here and think about how our lives have changed <laughs> since that, that first one. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, you know, and so, yeah, this is what he talked about. But, you know, if you go back to when he was there the first time and they had it rolling, they were, they were running through a string of sellouts for a while. And I know that the stadium was a lot smaller, mm-hmm. but this is, this to, to me needs to be a starting point for Rutgers. If they're going to have success. And then the other part of it is, you know, you talk about, well, what's next? Well, the way recruiting is now, most of these kids are 24s that are going to be there. Now they're going to have a fair number of, of recruits. And I, I think, I mean, of commits in the 23 class. And I think to me, the big one is Abram Wright out of Florida is coming up mm-hmm. to the game. And, you know, I was, I was DMing him with him a little bit the other day, uh, you know, just getting his thoughts on things. And, you know, you don't see too many Rutgers commits out there posting offers on Twitter. And he, I believe, posted one from Virginia and one from NC State. Um, And so he's going to come up and I'm sure they're going to mention that to him and talk about why they want him and how important it is for him to be there. But, you know, he's going to need to see an environment like that and be like, oh, okay, that just adds to the piece on why I want to come here. So from from a commit standpoint, if other programs are trying to, you know, nudge him along or get involved, then, you know, you want it to be a good showing for Rutgers if you're a Rutgers fan because you don't want any doubt to creep in, um, which, I mean, listen, they're 18-year-old kids. It happens. Um, and I'm not saying it's gonna in this case, but it's something you think about. And then for the others, the 24s, it's, you know, especially for the kids who are maybe a little further away or have a lot of Saturday games. I mean, this is perfect because you have like, you know, you talk about Seton Hall Prep, Irvington, um, a lot of the big North schools who are going to have kids at the game. They play at one o'clock, right? So if this was your typical yes. 12 or 3.30 Big Ten kick, they're not coming to this game. So mm-hmm. things have kind of aligned in that way to get a lot of the kids there too. But, you know, it's kind of just like, okay, you got them on campus, you got them for the big game. It's less important to get them on campus again later in the season. And then you can bring them on in December and January when their class is really going to heat up. But with the way recruiting is now, a lot of these 24s are going to be making decisions, you know, April, May, and you don't have a lot of chances to get them on campus because they're going to visit other schools as well. So this is a really good um, time to really uh, be able to show the atmosphere. You know, it's, it's Bobby, it's, you and I had spoke about this a lot before. And, you know, mm-hmm. when basketball was bad, they would not bring the football recruits to basketball games. Because right. It's not the environment they want the kids to see. But <laughs> as soon as basketball got good, it was like every time there was a game, you know, <laughs> Kids were coming to it on recruiting visits, and it's the same with football. You know, if mm-hmm. Rutgers was 0-3 going into this game, A, it wouldn't be at 7 p.m., but B, they would not be pushing to get these kids to come to campus. And so you also look at it and you say it's a really good job by the assistant coaches and the recruiting department to reach out to these kids and get these kids on campus and, and you know, put them, put them in the stadium so then they can see what's going on there. You know, I know everybody wants to give Shiano credit for everything, but there are other people that work there, too, that put in a lot of effort that you don't see um, just in terms of, 
you know, the logistics of this stuff is incredible in terms of making sure when the kids get there, they can get into the stadium. The parking is there for them. You know, there's so many things and so many people that play roles in this. But at the end of the day, it, it took a lot of work from a lot of people to get this kind of turnout on campus. And I mean, I, I'm excited to kind of reach out to some of these kids on Saturday night and Sunday, um, mm-hmm. you know, and and get some stories rolling on that so people have stuff to do. I mean, look, the Giants aren't playing Sunday, so people, I guess, will have stuff to, you know, have a little bit more time to read. Yeah, talk about all the Rutgers stuff. You can do it right there on Scarlet Nation. Another plug, Brian. Um, but, uh, you know, we just wanted to do a quick one to kind of get everybody acclimated to this. And Brian, um, is there are there any last-minute names we might expect to hear, or do you expect anyone to, you know, hey, I want to come last minute uh, that might pop up? Well, yeah, I'm waiting on a couple kids, and I don't really want to say who they are because it's kind of unfair to them. But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if tonight or tomorrow morning that I'm mm-hmm. doing whatever and I hear a couple more kids that are going to come. Um, you know, it's one of those things where kids try to work things into the schedule and, and see what they can fit there. And uh, I think that's one of the things that's been interesting, Bobby, is the list has grown, um, and you kind of saw some momentum going throughout the week in terms of, more and more kids you know i i thought when i started writing stuff on tuesday wednesday i'm like that is a pretty good list um and i I kind of i don't want to say downplayed it but i was like okay yeah this is kind of what it should be to now here we are friday afternoon and you know i wrote about what four or five more kids coming on friday Mm -hmm. um it's turned into something that's been you know really good you're not you're not going to see this a lot um, right. Just because of just because of, like I said, the time, the dynamics of everything. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's I think it's a really interesting list and, and one to really pay attention to. All right. Well, Brian, thank you uh, for, for, for the insight. And you can get more insight, recruiting, game stuff on ScarletNation.com uh, this weekend. If it's VIP, you can get it for half the price. And uh, Brian, any closing thoughts to close it out before uh, this big weekend? Now I'm just getting ready to go watch uh, the quarterback at Notre Dame High, Sarais, throw. 2024, we've got a bunch of offers. So getting ready to go watch him play, and you kind of know that, you know, recruiting never sleeps, I guess. Never, <laughs> which means we don't <laughs> ever sleep. So Correct. thank you again, Brian, and uh, thank you for listening. And if you're not a member, you can come on board, and we'd love to have you. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a big weekend at Rutgers, so we'll be here providing content 24-7 on 24-7. For Brian Doan, Bobby Darren saying thank you, and we'll see you again. Thank you.